Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Yo, Yo, Yo. Episode three at the Dish Podcast. You can find us everywhere you find your favorite podcasts YouTube, Spotify, Apple, um, Amazon. I think that's it, those four. So maybe not everywhere, yeah. but the four main Everything's ones. Everything's just at the Dish Podcast. That's right. At Sorry the dish. to cut you off right there. That's okay. Again, just do it. Just cut me off, man. All right. I was going to, I was wondering, is that a D backs jersey you're wearing? It is a D backs jersey I'm wearing. I thought it was nice. fitting um, because I don't know if you saw it, but the Diamondbacks came out and they retooled their jerseys a little bit for, for next year. Those after, look nice. After I think they just did it like two years ago, maybe two or three years ago. It seems like every couple, two years, the Diamondbacks are shifting just a little bit on their jerseys. Just a tad. It looks super clean, though. I love the look of their new jerseys. The uh, aqua trim. Really, I feel like it's very, very clean. Very clean. Really suits them, I feel like. Yeah, the Aqua Trim is nice. I'm actually sad when I bought this one, which was, I think, 2018. I I've regretted not buying. They had, like, the white one um, with a little bit of the Aqua yes. Trim on it at the time. Um, yes, those jerseys are clean. But I wanted the Jake Lamb jersey, and I think this is the only one they have. Rake Lamb. Rake Lamb. MLB The Show, 17, 18, 19 legend. 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 Is he still playing? Uh, he was on a couple teams last year. I think he spent some time with the angels at one point. I know two years ago he was on like four teams. He's on the white Sox. He came and played for the Jays for a few games, the Dodgers, but hasn't really been productive. That's what's up. He had point point one war last year. So he's positive war, you know, Hey, we take that. We take that. That's a good player right there. OPS plus of uh 65. Yes. In 2023, he played 18 Ooh, games That hurts for the angels. That hurts a bit. Since the 2020, angels. he has played for Arizona, Oakland, the white Sox, the blue Jays, the Dodgers, the Mariners and the angels. So he's kind of bouncing around journeyman, Jake lamb, journeyman, Jake, Journeyman Jake. I like that nickname. I hope he I hope he gets back to his form though. That'd be great if he could get back to his form. Yeah, he I feel like, you know, a lefty bat with pop off the bench is not a bad thing to have, but Yeah, Angels have really never had a lefty bat with pop in it. I don't well, think they, they've ever had one of those. Yeah, they're definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. They definitely won't next year, so or yeah, this, this year this not. coming year. Never had one. Never had one that could also pitch either. <laughs> Definitely pitch, never had one of those. Pitch well. So he yeah, did I, pitch very well. <laughs> Speaking of which, unanimous MVP Shohei. Unanimous MVP Ronald Acuna Jr. D When's the last time that's happened? Or I don't know if that it's the ever happened before. I don't think it had ever happened that unanimous in the same year for both leagues. That's crazy. What a crazy year by both of them. And imagine Shohei playing like the last month. Imagine oh. what kind of numbers he put up. It would have been unreal. The crazy thing is that imagine Corey Seager playing the first month. Like that's a good point too. Like that's if, a great if, point. If either one of those guys played the whole year, I mean, obviously, like Shohei was going to win it pretty much no matter what. Almost like by the All Star break, it yeah. seemed. Um, but Seager it really did. Seager made a run for it. I'll say. Like if you add another month worth of whatever his stats were, fantastic year. I mean, a thousand OPS, OPS plus a one seventy. A lot of people, I think I've heard a couple people say that he was robbed. I don't know if I'd go that far. I think Corey Seager would have had to pop like 20 bombs in September if he wanted to make, like, get any first place vote. But even so, yeah. I just, 
robbed is a strong viewpoint on it. I don't know if I would say yeah. he was robbed. You could maybe argue yeah, a case that somebody could have voted I, him, uh, give him a first place vote. But yeah, I can't. I can't say that. Like, I've just heard a couple people. I've seen a couple people on Twitter, but that's Twitter. So you're going to find all sorts of takes on Twitter. I think Shohei was easily the MVP, and it's going to be tough for uh, you know, wherever he signs. It seems like you have to beat him to get MVP. If Shohei is healthy on the mound and at the plate for a whole year, it's almost like, how do you beat that for MVP? I don't know how Otani is not going to win MVP every year. If he if he plays three quarters of the year, pitches as well as he has, hits as well as he has, like you got to. It's almost impossible. You got to break some sort of crazy record. Like you'd have to hit 75 home runs, maybe. Like some judge, you'd maybe have to, you'd have to at it. least hit sixty. <laughs> yeah, judge. Judge had a great year too, despite like missing some time. He still got he still got votes. He played what one hundred six games, still had thirty seven bombs. That's ridiculous, man. And eighty eight walks. That's a lot of walks in just one hundred six games. I can't really blame anyone. And now I'm looking at the leaderboard, and JP Crawford led the league in walks. That's just something random that I saw. How weird. I think the Jays probably walked Aaron Judge like 20 times the last two series we played (laughs) against him. Smart, man. Smart. (laughs) We were desperately trying to to cling to a playoff spot. And we said, we don't want you to beat us, Aaron Aaron Judge. We'll let, uh, Uh, you know, full pay or somebody else beat us, but not you. Yeah, there was no one else in that Yankee lineup that's really scary. Well, as scary as Judge. Not anymore. I mean, Stanton maybe like a couple years ago, but not anymore. Man, really. I love watching him hit bombs, but it's it seems like it's almost over. Yeah, he's got Jeez. crazy pop still, and like hits the ball so hard when he gets a hold of it. But he just, I don't know. He, I feel like he's like been kind of injured the last few years too. But watching him he run has. the bases is just so t- <laughs> so tough. It's to watch. demoralizing. It's so rough, man. Uh, it's so rough. It's just like you hit if he hits the ball in the gap, they're just like, yo, take it easy, just stop it first, it's fine. Yeah. And then I mean, you just play to play to a player's strengths. Don't make him do too much. Hope he gets yeah, a hold of one. I agree. Yeah, it goes <laughs> a long way still. So you play um, Ronald Acuna Jr., unanimous NL MVP, coming off 40, 41 and 74. 40, yeah, 41 and 73, still ridiculous. The uh, only member of the 4050, 4060, and 4070 club. And I think a lot of people were surprised at him being unanimous despite those stats because of the good year that Mookie Betts had. Yeah, up until maybe the last month, I thought yeah. like it was close. I think I, there was one point where I would say it was close at all. 100%. Almost could have gone either way, but still was in Acuna's favor. And then he just like, he's like, no. F this. I'm just going for it. I'm stealing every base. I'm hitting every home run. Uh, And he like his last. He went off in September. Yeah, he went off. I remember the moment where it switched. They they were like neck and neck. And then the Braves went to the Dodgers. They went to L.A. and played played them. Oh, yeah. He proceeded to hit, I believe, a grand slam homered in all three games, including the hardest hit ball of the entire season by anybody. I think Um, it was like 120 miles an hour. Yeah, 121.2. At least that's crazy, man. I remember them showing Mookie Betts' face, and he was just like, he, I don't know, he made that face. And I was just like, oh, Ronnie's not messing around right now. He is uh, going nuts. 
and yeah. he hit like I, I did not think that 40, 40 bombs was in the works because I think he I think at September first he had maybe thirty thirty one and he just proceeded to pop yeah, off. Yeah, in September October, which would have been like maybe one game or two in October, he had eleven bombs and eleven stolen bases to. Within that is absolutely wild. Oh, 11 home runs, 11 stolen bases, and his OPS was 11-11 in September, October. <laughs> That's crazy. 11 was the number. 11 was, was the number. the number. Insane. Jeez, yeah. what a year. <laughs> what a year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, nobody was surprised. Nobody was coming close to touching him either. 8.2 war no. season. Crazy. Even One though Mookie the- Betts had 8.3 war, he was just... uh. Not very valuable in the field compared to Mookie, which I think why is why a lot of people wanted Mookie to take home MVP, especially those of those in Los Angeles. Yeah, obviously you got to take defense uh, into account yeah. and value that for something. But I don't know, one sixty eight yeah. OPS plus, like I don't crazy. Know. <laughs> War isn't end all be all either. It's just like you got to take a deeper look. I mean, it's a very valuable statistic, yeah. but it's not like the only thing even it says in the in its definition it shouldn't be the only thing you got to take well, a deeper look you can tell the that to uh the war warriors on twitter because there are some people who absolutely live and die by it and then they're even like oh i only go by uh you know fan graphs war i go by the b war or whatever and it's like okay let's just yeah absolutely let's just enjoy any, people uh, being good at baseball we should start the, uh, the at the dish war. We'll come up with some sort of formula that just benefits Yo, our favorite players. I'll grab a torch <laughs> and a pitchfork and go to town with you. Absolutely. I'll send you a torch as well. Perfect. We'll get yeah. Jeff, I don't Jeff know. Probst to s- snuff our torches at some point. Yes. <laughs> Jeff Probst, the real MVP. He should have been unanimous. Shout out to Jeff Probst and Survivor. Yeah, imagine he's listening. Imagine <laughs> he's one of our seven listeners. Um, yes. Although I just want to say oh. shout out to everybody for clicking on our YouTube and uh, giving us some love over there. Over two hundred views in, in in a week, which is pretty crazy. More That's than I was wild. expecting. Um, That's super cool. Like forty some off. hours of watch time on the free agent episode. That's legit. I so, appreciate you all for watching. We're going to keep dropping um, these episodes. There's going to be more and more for us to talk about. uh, And we'll keep going. Anyway, you're the real ones. I do have a question for you, actually. If we're looking at the, uh, at the MVP voting, either league, is there anyone that stands out to you like on the list as far as like placement or you're surprised or even on the list or anything like that? Um, not really for the top, you know, three Otani, Seager, Semyon's kind of the order. I think everybody figured it would be, yeah, I don't I know. Agree. I mean, I guess like everybody who got at least one vote kind of makes sense. I mean, the 10th place MVP is kind of, there's a lot of guys yeah. you could throw in for 10th place. Um, yeah, you got I agree. like Lou Bob, Yordan, Adolis, Judge, Bichette. I'm kind of surprised that Lou Bob wasn't higher. I think that's one of the surprising things to me when I'm looking at the AL MVP race. I, I figured he finished like top eight or something. Probably just has to do with the fact that his team, like, like they were so bad. It's I mean, the Angels are bad, but Otani is so much better than everybody else that it doesn't really matter yeah, if it does. his, his team is bad. Yeah, um, Lou Bob is not Otani. He's very great. He's he's a great player, but 
Definitely not on Otani's level. And really, I mean, no one is. No one yeah. is. And then in the NL, I mean, Castellanos, Friedel, That's Schwarber. I'm surprised to see William Contreras up at 11. That's yeah, was the his, one was thing his that year that good? I didn't really pay that much attention to Milwaukee, but apparently he must have had a pretty good year. <laughs> he had a pretty good year. Uh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't really pay attention to Milwaukee either. I love Wild Bill because he was with the Braves and was an All Star last year with them. But 289 average, 17 bombs, 825 OPS as a catcher. That's a very good year, and I think he did a little bit better behind the plate defensively as well than he is really known for. And I think maybe it's he uh, honestly right this second. If you ask me who's the better player, him or his brother, Wilson, I'm going William Wild Bill. What about him or Sean Murphy? Ooh, that's tough. Um, like, was that trade well, looking back on the trade? I think it's Murphy? a good trade. Yeah, I think it's a great upgrade defensively. And I think if Sean Murphy didn't fall off so hard with his bat in the second half, he'd probably be up in the MVP voting as well. But he had a dreadful second half. Absolutely dreadful. 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 Full of <laughs> dread. Dreadful. Yeah, geez. I need to learn how to enunciate. There's a lot of Braves on this list. Ozzy got some votes. Marcelo Zuna got some votes. I mean, Crazy. I know he had 40 bombs, but... Crazy that I got votes. If you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have said you're out of your mind. A 900 OPS. Yeah, that's Did insane. Did not see that coming after his April... You got old Marcus Marcus Semyon with his third third place MVP finish, second time He's such a good player, he finished man. Third behind a second place teammate. That's pretty wild too. He's got to be one of the most like underrated players in the league, even still. I think. He still I think he is too. Doesn't really get talked about that much, and he really doesn't. He uh. He had a couple decent years in Oakland. Nothing to write home about until 2019 when he popped 33 bombs, had an OPS close to 900. And then, I mean, he, he followed up that year in 2020 with kind of a not so great year. But the last three years have been insane for him. Very, yeah, he got very off good. to a really slow start last year, 2022. Like he signed that big contract. And then I think he didn't hit a home run for like six weeks. Or something. I forgot about that. And then he just like poured it on the second half to have a solid season. Yeah, finished with twenty six bombs. And uh, yeah, that's a that's a heck of a counting stat when you start out with one in your first six seven weeks. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. wild. So when we talk about uh, all the awards that have been handed out over the last couple of weeks, was there any results that were surprising to you or disappointing or? I, you know what? I feel like this was, this was a year of awards that were just, it, it was almost obvious with a lot of the awards, especially I think rookie of the year, it was pretty obvious who was going to take it home in both leagues. I think Corbin Carroll was absolutely going to run away with it. Same thing with Gunnar Henderson, even though Bibby had quite a good year and Tristan Costas ended up having a solid year. And I think Josh Young was very good as well, but I mean, yeah, he, kinda, I think he, he got just, hurt. Yeah, because he wasn't he even top. A he bit. didn't even end up in the final three. Josh Young, right? No, um, no, it was Henderson, Bibby, and Casas. Right. Casas ended up turning it on as well. The second half. Yeah, I remember him. He did not start out 
so hot. No, and but I think what he's... about you? Is there anything? Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say I just think he's also like a, a pretty defensive liability, but like everybody on the Red Sox is there is so bad defensively this year. Yeah, uh, they're like the Phillies of the AL. <laughs> They got a lot of just natural DH bats in there. Yeah. Uh, Casas, Devers, probably someone else that I'm not thinking of as well. Jared Duran was good for them this year. Verdugo has some moments here and there. Um, yeah. Who else? Because I, I mean, their offense was really good. Justin Turner was really good for them this year. I can't believe how old Justin Turner is. I, I didn't realize he's 39. Yeah, there's lots of people that were are like, oh, maybe he could be a good third baseman for the Jays. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want like a 39. Like, I know he had a good season, but it's kind of like that's a those are high risk. Yeah, that is high risk. Unless it's like a one one year deal and it's like the last piece or yeah. one of the few last pieces that you need. And it would make more sense for them to go after a lefty in that age range if you're going to go after someone in that age range. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what in happens. Um, but as far as awards, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Everything was pretty cut and dry. There weren't really too many um, surprises. Uh, the biggest disappointment for me, and it's like I understand why, is that Dalton Varsho didn't win a Gold Glove. Um, it was oh my god. We I could give you a rant about Gold Gloves. Like oh my god. It yeah, just I mean it's kind sense. of the biggest. I don't know the biggest joke of all of the of all of the awards, but I mean him especially. It really is. The problem was that like Kiermaier was injured, and we didn't really want to always run two lefty outfielders uh, in our lineup, so he would end up playing a lot of center field. Um, but he like yep. uh, Varsho finished with the most defensive run saved of any player in baseball this year, so probably would have won the platinum glove had he won a gold glove, but he played too oh much God. center field, so. You know, props to Stephen. Oh, too Steven much center field. I know they just need to do three outfielders. Just uh, you're you play, you play the outfield. You're an outfielder. Um, exactly, it makes zero sense to me. Especially if you're going to add something like a utility gold glove and utility silver yeah. slugger. Like, uh, I don't know. Okay, the biggest snub I think, or one of the biggest, um, to me, especially since I have a laser eye focus on the Braves, since they're my team. I love Bryce Harper. I love him way more than I love. Marcelo Zuna, because I do not love Marcelo Zuna, but Ozuna should have taken home the silver slugger for DH in the National League, if we're being completely honest. If we're looking at it as an objective standpoint, Marcelo Zuna had 40 bombs, had a 900 OPS. Bryce Harper played, what, half the year? If a uh, little bit more than half the more. year? Yeah. Yeah. Love Bryce Harper. 293 average, 21 bombs. OPS was 900. So that's very, very similar to both players, but Ozuna hit 40 bombs over 100 RBIs. You got to give the Silver Slugger to him in, in that case. I'm not a Ozuna fan by any means, but if we're looking at it objectively, stat line next to stat line, that award should have been Ozuna's. Yeah, I can't argue with you on that. I mean, I don't even know yeah. how, like, who votes for these or how these awards get handed out. Is no the, idea. Is it like the baseball writers, like everything else? Like, do they vote on this? Who votes on who wins silver sluggers and gold gloves? No idea. I, I don't know what they're looking at. Eddie Rosario as a finalist for a gold glover is laughable. 
Oh man, Whit Merrifield was a terrible finalist. He had a negative or less than a hundred OPS plus, and he was a finalist for a silver slugger for the utility position. That's embarrassing. Um, That's embarrassing. I mean, obviously, he it, came nowhere what? close to winning it, but who won it? Gunner, Gunner Henderson. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I didn't realize. I you know I don't pay attention too much to the Orioles, but I didn't realize he was shifting around positions. I guess as much as maybe he was. Yeah, I'm not sure how much he played everywhere, but let's take a quick look. Because I, I think it's mostly look. just third and short that he would have played. Um, okay. Yeah, this almost is one half, of the first years. Almost half and half. Eighty-four games at third, eighty-three games at short, and DH'd okay. eleven games. So there must have been some games that he played both. <laughs> he played. Yeah, 167 games, games plus teaching. Um, yeah, a game started at 60, 68 for third base. Oh, yeah, game started 64. at shortstop 64. So I'm guessing he came in maybe as a late inning replacement, possibly in some of those games. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was either. And he shifted yeah. over. I know Baltimore really likes to play matchups, righty lefty matchups too, because like the Jays play them a lot. So they're always doing okay. that. And they have tons of guys um, who can kind of play all over the place. Because um, they have guys like, yeah, uh, Jorge Mateo, Adam Frazier, um, Gunner, Jordan Westberg came up and played a bunch. Um, guys kind of playing all sense. over the place. So. That makes Ramon sense. Ramon Arias, like these, all these guys played a lot. Got to fit that him makes in. Sense. Uh, so I, yeah, I think there's a to. lot of guys Got playing kind of half a game here and there. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, they did win 100 games, so they know what's up. They they can play a matchup or two in that case. I guess that's why Brandon Hyde won uh, Manager of the Year, right? Looks like it. I'm. <laughs> you know, I actually, feel like that was one I was kind of surprised of. Uh, that Skip Schumacher won the NL. Like I know Miami had a really good year for Miami standards, but I like I don't know if yeah, like they kind of squeaked into the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, agreed. Craig, I don't know why Craig Council's up there. Also, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. They did have a pretty decent year, but I've heard not so not many great things about Council or that he's overrated. Maybe they just say he's overrated because of the deal he just got with Chicago. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Maybe that's maybe that's why. I feel like Tori Lovello should even I mean, he is fourth. Brian Snicker with third place. I mean it, it is hard to argue him finishing at least top three with them being one of the most one of the best offenses ever this past year. Probably the easiest team to manage ever. <laughs> this plug, just put, yeah, I know. Like, what does he do? Put the, put anybody <laughs> out there. They're gonna hit twenty to fifty yeah. bombs, and you're you're good. You don't need to really worry yep. about defense. You know, your pitching is good. Hundred percent, pitching's good enough. So just let the guys I'm, swing the bats. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised Dave Roberts isn't higher on this list. I feel like this is the thinnest Dodger roster we've seen in a while, and, and they, they still popped a hundred wins, won a hundred games. Crazy. I thought they were cooked halfway through the year. I did too. Like, my uh, my tweet in February was starting to look real good, but they just they I, just uh, they just win. <laughs> they just find a way, man. The, I say that about the Rays all the time. The Rays yeah. always find a way, but like the Dodgers 
found a way this year. Yeah, I mean, the, the player development and the like, the pitching, coaching, and whatever their pitching strategy is. Everything they do as far as pitching for the Rays and the Dodgers, it just works. Everybody comes in there and just amazing. shoves. It's incredible. And I mean, Jason Hayward had a great year. Like, never would have thought I'd say that in 2023. But here we are. Yeah, I mean, you lose, a- like, they lost so many guys and didn't even seem to miss a beat when it came all, when it all came down to it at the end of the year. No. Jason Hayward, OPS plus of 117 in 334 at-bats. I think the, the pitching for them was the biggest surprise. Like, they had probably the, so many injuries, just devastated by injuries. I looked at a depth chart the other day, and Bobby Miller was their ace at this point, just <laughs> because Kershaw's gone. So how many people did but they have start a game? Three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen different guys started a game for the Dodgers this year. That's wild. That's that a wild. lot. That's, that's so many, man. Oh my god. Uh the Blue Jays, I think, had eight, and their eighth person started the very last game of the year. A guy they called up just to throw in the last game because we are our postseason positioning was was done and we didn't because the other thing was if we needed Gossman to pitch the last game of the year he would have pitched if we would have had to win to get in but we didn't have to um but it makes sense yeah besides just decided to give it to someone random just like get out yeah. there and try to be somebody literally they called up uh Wes Parsons from AAA he finished the year pitching four innings, giving up nine earned runs to Tampa Bay with a 20.25 ERA. Uh, just a throwaway start. Wow. But besides like our our top five, <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to like, if you look at Manoa, even Manoa even started 19 games before he got sent, like before his year was done. You would <laughs> not think he started 19 games. I it, That's pretty wild to me. I would have said, if you would have asked me how many games he started, I would have said 10, 12 max. <laughs> I don't know where the Jays finished at the end of the year, but there was a point, I would say like two thirds of the way or nearing the end of the season where I think we led the league in uh, games where our starters gave up zero runs. Um, and surprisingly enough, Alec Manoa actually had two starts where he didn't even give up a run this year. <laughs> which, wow. Which you wouldn't have thought. Two of his first um, six starts, actually. But also in two of his other first six starts, he gave up five and seven runs. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, my God. That's and pretty even, wild. He actually had two other starts where he only gave up one run and like one, two, three, four, where he gave up two. But then he just had a bunch where he gave up a little, like five six seven runs so um that's rough like three four innings six runs given yeah. up but then we you know God. we had Hunjin Ryu come back kind of at the exact perfect time he started 11 games for us so there were only four games all season for the Jays that like weren't started by one of our main starters we had that the very last game of the year and then Trevor Richards one of our long Long reliefers came in and started three games or three or four games. The first time Manoa went, got sent down. Yeah, he started three games. So that was it. Like I was looking, there was, I think it was one of the Braves teams um, when they had all those guys that had, I think it was six or seven 
they only used six or seven different guys to start a game in the year. I think that's probably one of the lowest. One of the like nineties Braves teams. <laughs> yeah. With, with Maddox Smalls Blavin. Yeah, they were starting like thirty five games a year each. <laughs> yeah, they were. Especially they were Dude, Maddox. This, this, yeah. Yeah. They, that was when you had like thirty four or thirty five starts a year. And yo, the Braves team this year, they had they had a lot of guys start games for them. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at it right now. They got their top five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. They had sixteen guys, sixteen different starters at some point this uh this season, which is crazy for a team that won 104 games. Sixteen. They just Sheesh. mashed the ball to death. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. You know no crazy stat about Jose Brios? He has never Absolutely. he has never missed a scheduled start in his career. That's wild. Like that's he, insane. That's that speaks to something right like there. If you look at uh yeah, 18, 19, and then 21, 22, 23, the last five full seasons, 32 starts every year. That's amazing. And 12 and 2020, which I think if you do the math would work out to 32 if it, they did a full yep. season. Uh, and then he yep. had like his other couple years, he was up and down or didn't spend the full year in the minors, but he's never missed a scheduled start in seven years, seven or eight seasons. That's crazy. And yeah. as a Toronto fan, you got to feel good about Barrios now. Like, you got to feel good about the year he had. He had a pretty solid year. I always thought the 2022 was going to be the outlier year and it's looks it's looking that way like a 5-2-3 ERA cuz he still if you watched every game he pitched he had he had as many quality starts as Kevin Gossman did the same amount I think they both had 16 um but in the starts that he was bad he was really bad <laughs> that makes sense um but if you look at like every other year he had never had an era besides his like call-up year which i don't really count that he's 22 and started 14 games and had an eight era but every year since then he's had a his his era has been between 3.48 and four and then like this year is three six three six five i'll take that speaking of barrios i forgot i forgot what he got traded or who the jays traded for him yeah, we gave up uh, Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson, who I think we had got previously from the Mets or something. So I don't think either of those guys has done anything. Um, I know Austin Martin was kind of at the time he was seemed like a big piece to give up, but yeah, hasn't really done anything in the minors. I don't think he's played in the bigs at all yet. So yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I I know uh, Simeon Woods Richardson was kind of highly touted, or from what I remember. Not 100% sure, but it seems to look like it's working out for the Blue Jays so far. I mean, that remains to be seen depending <laughs> on what happens with those two prospects. Yeah. I mean, last year, who knew? Who knows what uh, what was going to happen with Barrios and his contract was looking bad. Um, but now, you know, with like the contract guys like Aaron Nola and stuff are getting, Barrios' yeah. contract looks like a bargain after yeah. last year. You know, really any guy does. who can start every single game is going to give you a sub four ERA and makes like under $20 million a year. Pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, one of the best abilities is availability. And speaking of trades, it is officially hot stove season at the dish. And did you see where the, the big trade happened in Seattle? A. Eugenio Suarez going over to the Arizona Diamondbacks for a pitcher I don't think I've ever heard of. And then yeah. Seppi Zavala, backup catcher. Yeah. 
to your Arizona Diamondbacks. To my Arizona Diamondbacks, or- <laughs> D-backs for life. Bring back yeah, Jake for- Lamb, and you'll win the World Series next year. Absolutely. Um, Build the statue. Build the Rake Lamb statue. <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you think of this trade? Like, um, to me, it seems like I don't really understand what the Mariners are kind of doing here. They're just maybe trying to shed a little bit of payroll. Um, I have no idea. Uh, it's it doesn't make any sense to me. I know they just got Luis Urias from the Red Sox. Uh, do they plan on starting him at third base with the year he had last year? I mean, it makes me think this is the, the way Seattle's GM is. Could this be a salary dump? Like, I've seen nothing but anger from Seattle fans on the timeline. Nothing but anger. And yeah. I can't blame him right now because Carlos Vargas, he's not established. He He was in five games this past year. And Sebi Zavala, he's been just a backup catcher. I mean, what? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I guess it just means Tom Murphy is gone. <laughs> like, it's yeah. So, Tom Murphy season is over. Apparently, I don't know. are they going to like? I just don't like, know what. Do they have? They're going next. What? What do they move? Do they do next? Do they have Matt Chapman on the brain? Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like. There's some other guys out there like Candelario could play third, but it just doesn't make sense to get these two players in yeah, return. Yeah, like done a nothing. Pretty good defensive third baseman already, who has like 40 home run potential. Yeah, um, he had 50, didn't he? One year, uh, 49. He had 49 yeah. in 2019. So and, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know the thought process behind it. Um, the, right now, it screams cutting payroll right now. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the direction that you'd think, like, with the last two years, they're kind of like, you could just, they just need to get over the hump. Um, yeah. They're a couple pieces away from being extremely good. I mean, they're already solid. Their pitching rotation, their rotation is, I think, is some of the most balanced front end to back end rotations out there. Like, you got some really good pieces in the lineup. Him being one of them, or formerly one of them. So it just doesn't make sense when you're so close to, you know, on the verge of making the playoffs. And once you get to the playoffs, I mean, anything can happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of, I mean, what else happens this offseason for everybody, uh, but especially, you know, them with just where they've been the last couple of years and what what might be in store for them this year. Um, but the exciting part about all this is that things are starting to happen. Moves are starting to be made. Yeah, um, the White Sox, I think, picked up, you know, amazing infielder Paul DeYoung. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. So I guess it's all the young season, baby, <laughs> in Paul the South season. side. He's coming to replace Tim Anderson. Uh, so so look out, White Sox fans. Um and speaking of White Sox, they just went to my uh, my Braves and snagged a couple guys for for a reliever. And at first, when I first saw this trade, I thought it was a bit of a bummer if you're picking up what I'm putting down. So the Braves did get Aaron Bummer, lefty reliever, for a whole bunch of dudes. Nicky Lopez, Michael Soroka, J- um, I think Jared Schuster, Braden Shoemake, and someone else. Yeah, I think I got all the names right. And on the surface, I was I was uh, perplexed. I think is a great word. Non English major. Let me remind you. But perplexion is what came to mind at first. But then I realized that the Braves were probably going to non tender a couple of those guys. And I think the biggest piece 
that we're going to be missing is Nicky Lopez. He was going to be making $4 million next year. So we shed a little bit of payroll. Aaron Bummer has a couple years left of control. Jared Schuster, Braden Shoemake, they're not exactly major leaguers. Michael Soroka, I, that one hurts. That one hurts me the most. Love Michael Soroka. He was an all-star in 2019 and just had some bad injury luck with his shoulder and his Achilles. Uh, another uh, re-rupture of his Achilles after his initial rupture of his Achilles. So that hurts. I really hope he turns it around. I really hope he has a really solid major league career. But I think this is a solid piece to the Braves' bullpen and ends up being a solid trade. Might yeah. as well trade some guys that you're going to non-tender for someone you're going to use for a couple of years anyway, in my opinion. At first glance, it was kind of weird because you just see kind of a five for one and you expect the one to be kind of a bigger name than Aaron Bummer. But yes. it, I think I think it does make sense for the Braves. I mean, you can... Yeah, it's got a pretty solid bullpen. Add another, you know, decent lefty in there uh, with a couple years, and you know, yeah, just get rid of some guys that you weren't gonna be be using anyway. So, absolutely, absolutely. And then you, you went out and signed uh, Reynaldo Lopez, didn't you too? For yes, a year, a year yes. or two for three years. It's a ten million dollar per year deal. Oh, yeah, right. I think there's some three, yeah. Yeah, I think there's some stipulations in there. I think he's making four mil the initial year for some reason. And then there's a couple, there might be a buyout or something like that if they don't want to keep him. But they're honestly, they're trying to stretch him out a little bit this spring. They want him to be in the position where he could throw, you know, some innings, four to five, maybe, maybe start some games. I mean, he used to be a starter. So I, I don't know if they're trying to have him maybe solve their starting pitching depth issues. But if he do, if he ends up not starting any games, he's still a very solid reliever. Yeah, it's always good to have, you know, a little bit of depth of kind of proven guys who can who can give you some give you some innings and or just, you know, come in and uh, sh shut the door for one or two in the middle of the game. So. Most solid definitely moves, any couple solid moves and you know, the Braves are always down for something, something big. You never know what they're Sunny yeah. Gray, Sunny Gray. Maybe didn't get Aaron. I would Ola. love Sunny Gray. Didn't get Aaron. Ola. They made an offer. They made an offer more and, than uh, Philly. I, I heard they did. They did. But Aaron Ola wanted to, wanted to go to Philly and that's understandable. Yeah, it's comfortable. He's been, he's, they love him out there. They're good. Like they, went to the world series and then almost went to the world series the last two years. So yeah, it's hard, it's hard to leave that. Um, you know, it's hard to argue when, that when you're, when clearly your organization is committed to, to trying to win. Right. It's, it's hard to yeah, leave that. Definitely committed. They're definitely, they've definitely thrown some money out there. Like, I think they're they're They might be one of the rumored teams to talk to Shohei. But shush, nobody can know. When Shohei yep. has his meetings, or you're nope. on your, you know, you're on the shit list. If you're <laughs> fired, if Otani, yeah, if anybody finds out that Otani was at the chop house having dinner, you know, <laughs> I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know how he likes his steak cooked. I don't want to know <laughs> the sides he prefers. Don't want to know what he drinks. I'm assuming he only drinks water, and that is it. You just want to know when his jersey goes on sale. That's pretty much That's it. it. Like I don't even care if it goes on sale. It could be it could be the most over you know what resale value. I don't even know. I'm not a businessman. A markup. That's the word. 
could be the highest marked up jersey ever, and I'd be fine with it. I'm not going to buy it, but if it's $500 to get him on my team for a jersey, okay. Yeah, I think that's the thing that people maybe like, I don't know if don't realize or don't think about initially when you think about signing Otani. Like any team should want you're gonna get your money back like you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna 100%. sell more tickets you're gonna have more eyes on your team um yep. just in general obviously like the international market and the japanese fans are gonna start watching your team more you're gonna sell a TV deals of merchandise um so much merch yeah, there was so, so Jay, much somebody on Jay's Twitter who said, if Otani signed with the Jays, like, would you go to more games? Would you buy jerseys? And everybody is like, absolutely, yes. I, I replied, I'm like, 100%, I would buy a Shohei Otani jersey instantly if the Jays signed up. Yep, I uh, bought tickets to see the Angels in KC when they came to town. I bought them like six weeks in advance. I was just like, I'm hoping I luck into a Shohei Otani start. I didn't luck into a Shohei Otani start, but what I did luck into was Shohei Otani hitting a laser over the right field fence. And on the very next pitch, Mike Trout goes over the left field fence. So I can die happy now. Yeah, so I see two guys go back to back. That's uh, those are two pretty good yeah. guys. I saw Vlad Jr. and Brandon Belt go back to back this year. So that was kind of cool. That's super cool. Out in Seattle. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, I wasn't very, sure. Very cool. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I would. At that point in the season, I wasn't sure if Vlad would hit another home run for the rest of the year because he 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 won the Derby and then he hit a home run in his very first at bat after the Derby and then he didn't hit one for like it was like another two weeks almost and then he hit two and out of the three games that I saw him so I was happy with that somehow finished uh, with, yes. with twenty six on the year so I'll take it. That's what's up. It's tough to. I went to a Braves Philly series, speaking of the Phillies, and I the Braves only hit one home run that entire series. I was in the bathroom for it. I'm such no. an L spectator. Yeah, it's bad. It's embarrassing. I can't believe I just let everyone know. But yeah, you when can't was, unknow that now. So was that recently? This, no, it was in twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like Ozzy Albies hit the hit the first Damn. hit the bomb. That yeah, happened to me I'm, once. I went. I was in Minnesota at Target Field for a J series, and um, we went to the game a little bit late. We were like, "Oh, whatever. We'll by week time we get their seats to be like the second inning or something." And as we're walking on the concourse, uh, the Jays hit back to back home runs that we didn't see. So that's like, oh, so brutal, you be, man. You got to be kidding me. Um, so I now, hope they like, hit some since, more for you. since since then. I don't remember if they hit any after that or not. Because we went to a game the next day too. I think they maybe did, but since then I'm like, no, I'm like, I'll get, I'll go early. I'll get my food and like my beer, or whatever, and then I'm just gonna like sit there basically the whole game. I'll just have to go to the washroom or something. I don't like to get up because I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss one. You pitch. can't miss it. It's yeah. t- it's rough when you do. It's not fun. You hate to see it. All right, so I want to talk about some a little bit of maybe rumors. Big rumor that I okay. saw, obviously being Jay's fan, Jay's Twitter, um, is I saw like a million, not a million, let's say 20, <laughs> 20 people post okay. today um, about the, the, the Chicago Cubs are apparently pushing really hard or there's a good chance they're going to trade for Bo Bichette to come play third base in Chicago. And I was like, what are these people talking about? This is like... I, I don't think there's any that truth. That is to wild. It. I, I don't think there is either. How many years of 
control does Bobuchet still have? Bo has two more years. So last year before this season, they bought out his arbitration years. So okay. he's getting, uh, I think, 2024, he's getting about $12 million, uh, And then uh, 2025, I think it's about... 17 or 18 that he gets um and then he'll when he's done that he'll be like 27 years old something like that okay ish so he's yeah, gonna so be a young free agent whenever he hits that market yeah. if he does hit that market yeah him and Bo or him and vlad are gonna be free agents the same same year after wow. after the, the 2025 season um yeah we'll see what happens what? with those guys but the, the blue Jays have absolutely no reason to trade boba you're not really going to upgrade from that no. The asking price from the Cubs would be insanely high. I don't think he wants to play yeah. third base. Like I know he already like he loves playing shortstop. Whether he's you know a good defensive shortstop or not can be debated. But if you look at what shortstops shortstops are getting paid, even if you're not good defensively, look how bad of a defensive year Trey Turner had this past year. Uh, you know, obviously he picked it up offensively. You know, at the end of the year and in the playoffs. But um, you look at what those guys are getting paid compared to like most third baseman, most second baseman, yeah. especially because Bobachet could easily be the best second baseman in baseball, but that's like a $15 million a year pay cut, even to be yeah. like the 10th best shortstop. Um, like I think yeah. after, after Altuve, I think the, the AAV just drops off for second baseman. Um, maybe yeah, Marcus, Marcus Semien and, and uh, Altuve would be up there. But other than that, so, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I agree. It yeah. it just doesn't make sense to trade Bobuchet when you're kind of in like a win now mode, unless you got multiple guys who could be in that lineup every day, and like so you got like two or three guys who would contribute immediately, who would be around for a decent amount of time. And then I don't know if you're are you a willing to mortgage the future. For Bo Bichette, if you're Chicago, like what would it take? I imagine it would take a couple, couple yeah. really amazing dudes and amazing players and a couple top tier prospects. Like you would think, Pico Armstrong would have to be in that deal. Yeah, him probably. You know, you know, a lot of people like the Jays who are you know firing back at it. They're like, we want Christopher Morel, we want PCA, we want you know maybe another. Yeah major league ready guy and another you know whatever minor minor league guy whatever but yeah, i don't think the cubs are wanting to do that the only thing it sounds like they're saying is the reasoning for the cubs to do it is that they have you know more to show otani if they're trying to pitch to him like hey we're making these moves we're gonna bring in boba we're gonna sign you but then at the same time it's like if you're the blue jays like obviously you don't want another team to have a better shot at getting otani than you so you're gonna make no you know, we'll keep all these really good core young players we have, Bo and Vladdy and, uh, you know, uh, Kirk and our, our pitching staff. And, like, we'll add you to that. Maybe we'll add, a, you know, somebody else, a Yamamoto. Who knows? Like, somebody, something crazy. Like, it sounds like everything I keep seeing is the Jays are ready to do something crazy and do something big and look out for, you know, some stuff to start happening. Um, yeah, I agree. So we'll see. I, that would be just... A crazy move. I don't think it would happen. I don't think that. I give it a one percent chance. If that, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. Like not to me. It does Bo not Bichette make sense. Was, if he played the whole year, probably would have finished top three, top five AL MVP voting. He would have led the league in hits for sure. Over two hundred hits. Um, That's a lot of hits. Like, 
like at the time he got injured at first, he was hitting like 315 and had like 160 hits. And then wild, like still finished up quite, with 175. Yeah, couldn't quite get back there after the injuries, but yeah. wild. He's not going anywhere. No. And like, I, I heard that Yamamoto wants to go, wants to go to a team where there are other Japanese players. Well, so that's a big tell. You say Kikuchi on our team. Yes. Is there nice. Ryu still there? Is no, he going to be there still? Ryu's Korean also. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I'm so insensitive. <laughs> uh, no, he, uh, he's a free agent. So there's like talks about maybe bringing him back to be like a fifth guy. We're kind of a weird, we're in a weird situation with our fifth starter. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that. I saw um, Lars Nupar post a video or something of him golfing with Yamamoto. They were I saw that as well. Course. I saw those well. So maybe St. Louis, they yeah, just revamp that whole rotation. <laughs> just just sign Lance, like, Lance Lynn, uh, Kyle Gibson, and then Yamamoto. What a, what a weird offseason that would be. I, I saw this. Uh, I saw someone tweet out, basically a Cardinals fan tweet out a tier list, basically of what what he thought would be a great would great starting pitchers. He basically listed every single free agent starter in a tier and in the tier which said won't watch one single start he listed <laughs> lance lynn and kyle gibson so it looks like he's limited limiting himself to 60 percent of the cardinals games watching them assuming everybody makes their starts that's but i just thought that uh, was hilarious yeah so like, that is that's ridiculous so maybe yamamoto to the cardinals would that make them contenders or closer to contending or how close are they to contending? It's hard to say because after, you know, going into this past season, you thought they were going to probably take the division or at least be close. Um, yeah. And then it all just kind of fell apart. Uh, and pitching was obviously a big issue. Why? I mean, like I know, Wainwright wanted to have kind of his last season and stuff, but he, got, that was rough he got, to watch pumped for 90% of his starts this year. So, um, yes, very rough to watch. I actually saw one of his starts in person and that was, uh, that was a tough scene. I mean, not for me cause I'm not a Cardinals fan, but tough for everyone else. I felt, I feel, I felt bad for Wainwright. It was just, it looked miserable. Yeah, it was a tough, I'm tough way to go out. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be exciting to see what happens with Yamamoto. I just want you know, you want kind of like a big, a big chip to fall. We're, getting, we're really starting, do. we're starting to get some stuff happening. Uh, you know, obviously like Suarez moving, Bomber moving, um, yeah. and then a couple of these Nola's pitchers signing, being signed. Like, yeah, Noah's yeah, kind of I guess the biggest Lopez. one so far, but. We're yeah, it wasn't really like a surprise. It doesn't feel that big just because he went to his former team. So it yeah. really feels like nothing happened. Right. And it's not exciting. No, Unless it's not you're exciting. A at all. Fan, I guess, like for everybody exactly. else. Yeah. And then <laughs> is it like, like eh, boring? <laughs> is it even exciting if you're a Phillies fan or is it just like breathing a sigh of relief? Like, you, I don't know if it's like, yeah, we got Nola because you've had him. For years, uh, I feel like it's a return from the edge of your seat moment or exhale moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like, it's still exciting. Absolutely. 
I don't know too many Phillies fans, but I don't. I mean, nobody's going to be disappointed with it over there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't mean that in like a bad way, but it's a yeah. different excitement <laughs> to bring in like a new guy than bringing back someone who's been there. It's it's a great excitement each each one of those, but it's different yeah. if that makes yeah, any that sense. That was like uh, for us, like after twenty twenty one, we're like, oh, are we going to re-sign Robbie Ray after a Cy Young year? And then we didn't. But then we got Kevin Gossman, yeah. and it was like, and it was like almost basically like almost the exact same contract those guys got. Um, yeah. But and it's you know it's obviously worked out well, but um, yeah, it's same thing ex- with Freeman. Exciting to yeah, <laughs> Freeman yeah. gone and Matt Olson. Yeah, before he was I, even really gone. <laughs> I know, right? It was it was wild. Like I had been, you know, whenever I wasn't working, I'd be refreshing Twitter. Like every, it was bad. It was bad. Refreshing you, Twitter so much. Can you imagine being Alex Anthopoulos in that situation and just like how insane like that week or that couple days would have been? It's it's brutal. It is brutal. The I'm so happy he like puts away his emotions when making these moves. You could tell he was torn up about it. I remember the interview. He was like holding back tears basically that he just well, yeah, that he had tough to, make to just kind of like let go of a guy like Freddie Freeman. Like it really is. I mean, but if I, you like, do that, like, if you do that, you're going to set your yourself up for success and make it easier to make those tough decisions with players you love, like what he just did with Michael Soroka and Kyle Wright, yeah. too. It's kind of it's yeah, how you got to be. He's never been afraid to to make moves. Yeah, never. I'm lucky. I'm a very lucky boy. He was starting to, you know, he turned around the Jays in early 2010s and then and then that's dipped. awesome <laughs> oh. oh man that's brutal but you know I think uh you know who else is in a brutal situation I think as far as GMs go the Yankees uh Cashman's got to go he's just been there too long like I think I, you just need somebody new like he's I agree been there forever like 20 something years, hasn't he? Almost. I think so. He's like, you know what? I think we're pretty good. I think we're pretty good. And like, no one thinks that. No. No one thinks that. And that, how, like, that savage comment he had about Stanton, where he was just like, it seems like injuries are just a part of his game. (laughs) I was like, wow. That's what what you want to hear, right? Yeah. And I think, uh, what's, what someone pointed out when he said that was that Stanton's agent was, also, I think Yamamoto's agent or someone crazy, something, someone big like that. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Yeah, like that's a bold strategy to, you know, firing off comments like that. Yeah, I don't know. If you're, the same if, agent. If you're a Yankee fan, I think right now you're basically just hoping all these young guys pan out. <laughs> like I don't think yeah. anybody's really looking to go to New York. Maybe, maybe you get a guy like Bellinger. Um, like obviously you can afford whoever. Um Yep. Absolutely. But it just Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like really quite the destination for guys that it was, you know, like five, ten years ago. Yeah, it, it really isn't. It's a different time in New York. And this is the first time that I can remember, maybe since the Jeter days, where you have prospects actually coming up that were through the farm system. Yeah. Like which is interesting. I mean, I really like Jason Dominguez. I really like Volpe. And it sucks that Jason Dominguez got hurt because he had such a good sample size 
Like it, he did so well in what his month or so in the bigs. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was playing really well. It was really really refreshing to see cuz he had so much hype. Still has so much hype. And it was uh he had 31 at bats, 258 average, four home, four home runs in those 31 at bats. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. That's pretty solid. I mean, such a small sample size though. Yeah, you take Verlander deep in your first game. It's not it's not a bad thing to have on the resume. I forgot about that. That's pretty wild. Game one. Yeah, if That's I'm a Yankees incredible. fan, I'm I'm just kind of I don't know. I'm not really happy right now. I'm not and either. As me being the opposite of a Yankees fan, it kind of makes me laugh. I don't really care. Like, <laughs> down, down with the Yankees, they can go eat dirt. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, don't I mind like some them. of their players as players, but I and I can respect that you that for a long time you just kind of like stepped on the throats of the league. Like I get it. Like I, if. You, if I was in that position, I would do the same thing. Um, 100%. I think a lot of t- other fan bases were always jealous that, you know, like the Dodgers uh, or the Yankees or the Mets, like they're just, you know, they just buy everyone up. But it's like, you're just, you're not, you're not really mad at them. You're just mad that your team doesn't do it. Um, which 100%. is why it's been nice as a Jays fan to, you know, all we've really kind of seen is like ownership is behind it. Um, they're ready to shell out money. This last year was the first year the Jays were over the luxury tax. Uh, and I don't, doesn't look like we're afraid to do that uh, going forward. So, you know, where were the Braves? They were like top five in payroll last year. I think five they or were, six. I think they, they, got, they were fifth, maybe even eighth, actually. Let me try to take a look. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, they were, geez. It's asking me to sign in. That's crazy. Oh, no, they weren't as high as I thought. They were 10th. I think they were 8th. They were 10th. That's wild. They were one just behind the Jays. 206 million. But still, like, if you're top 10 in payroll in the league, like, I mean, you look at these teams, Mets, Yankees, Padres, Rangers, Phillies, Dodgers, Astros, Angels, LOL, uh, Blue Jays, and the Braves. Tough scene, man. Tough scene. I can't believe the Rockies are 14th. Like the Rockies just seem like a team that should be like bottom five. I can't believe they're 14th, man. Like why they, I don't understand why they gave Chris Bryant that deal. They they have to be one of the poorest run franchises, like one of the worst GMs, GM decisions out there. When's the last time that team was even like relatively relevant? Like they just haven't been in forever. Not since Um, what, 2007 when they went to the world series. Off the craziest run of all time to finish the season. I don't even remember that. All I remember was Ubaldo Jimenez just throwing went, in the World Series. That's all um, I remember. They went like 13-1 and one to finish the season and then swept everybody up until the World Series. Like they won. It was like... That's great. Like tw- I had 20 no 20 out idea. of 21 games. And I think they like didn't make the playoffs until the last game or two of the year. Yeah, That's this pretty wild. Ins- insane run. And then made That's the World Series, wild, man. and then just got smoked. I just can't believe they gave the Cardinals fifty million dollars along with Nolan Arenado <laughs> to get nothing in return, <sighs> and yeah. then and then not trading Trevor Story when he verbally says, "I am not coming back to Colorado." That makes zero sense. Yeah, they made some really weird, questionable moves. That's like if a five-year-old got a hold of your controller while you're 
doing a sim style franchise and MLB the show. <laughs> that is that's Just literally what it is. It's embarrassing. Contracts, contracts, buy, buy, buy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Terrible, man. Let's see. What's the projected payroll for 2024 right now? Who's leading? Uh, apparently, the Phillies are number one in payroll. The Mets, and then the Yankees, then the Astros, Rangers, Braves, Cubs. Toronto Blue Jays, number 10. They got money to spend. Yeah, we'll so, see where everybody's arbitration contracts and stuff come back this year. But, oh, yeah, the Blue Jays are not... We're, <laughs> We are buyers. <laughs> we are going to yes. be buying something this offseason. Um, Gun to your head. I wouldn't be surprised if we did trade. I don't think we're going to trade any. Like, I would. The I feel like we're more. Let's trade prospects for for guys that can play. Um, will they trade like Manoa? Who knows? Um, that's such a weird situation. Where like, what is his value? It really you know, is, man, because it could like, be I would say hold on to him one more year because it doesn't it doesn't feel like his value is very high right now. Yeah. No. If it was me, I'd I'd let him I'd keep him for this year, see what happens. If he bounces back, maybe then like, trade him. You're not paying him anything. <laughs> he's making exactly, nothing. Yeah. I think we I think his contract was only like seven hundred thousand this past year. Like it's less than a million dollars. He's only twenty four. He's still young, 20, yeah, 25, like 24, 25. Um, That's why you don't talk smack about Garrett Cole. I love that he talks smack about Garrett Cole. <laughs> I don't. And he just, oh, it's man. like, man, he just, he's just rent free, lives rent free in Yankee fans' heads. Yankees fans hate us, and I am all for it. All they do is call Manoa and Vladdy fat and make fun of their weight and like you know what could they be in better shape yes but like get over it man like you yeah. guys have basically 100%. ran the ALEs for 30 years like let some other teams be good um right they haven't been they haven't been what's the last time we actually feared the yankees like because me as a braves fan i had been scared to death of the yankees until you know just like 10 years ago maybe as yeah, it was always know, like feared is a weird word. Like, cause even 2022, they're in the ALCS. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm more scared of the Mets at this point, as far as like Steve Cohen, the last two years, I was scared that he was just going to get everyone. And then the Mets were just going to run away with the East over yeah. and over and over again. Like, especially yeah, with the Korea thing. And I'll never Berlin. count out the Yankees. Cause you know, in my life, they've won way more than they've lost. Um, so I'll take, you know, I'll take a year like this year, but I'll never count them out. They're always going to be in the mix. And for the most part, like they had tons of injuries and like underperforming pitchers and stuff this year. Because um, their rotation yes. going into the year was, it was scary. Like they signed Carlos yeah. Rodon, you know, Severino. Cortez was coming off that crazy year. Obviously, Garrett Cole. Um, but besides Cole, like nobody had a good year. Michael King was no, good at the end of the year for them, but that was kind of it. I didn't realize he started games for them at the end of the year. Oh, he was unbelievable. He sh the Jays played them twice in the last uh, two out of our last three series of the year were against the Yankees, and he faced us twice. And I don't. I think we scored one run in two games. Um, and he did have a great year. 
looking at it. It looks like he did a little bit of everything. He had six saves, nine games started, like a hundred yeah. some innings, a very great K per nine, solid whip, very good year. I wonder what does he start out next year? Does he start out in the rotation? Or start out in the bullpen? It's that's an interesting. Yeah, who knows? It, I think it'll depend. Player. But uh, if they, you know, acquire anybody or anything else happens over the off season for them, yeah, uh, I would start. I would see what he's got as a starter. It's like that's so valuable nowadays. He's filthy, man. He's good. Yeah, yeah, he is. Agreed. Like, uh, gun to your head right now, though. What is the percentage that the Jays sign Otani? <laughs> That's a, such your head. a tough question. Over, over, under 10%. Over. Over 10%? Okay. But I don't know how you measure that. Like, if I don't either. <laughs> if if he signs somewhere else, do I have to like see if he was in the top five teams? <laughs> is that maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Is that I information ever going to be known like, to anyone? It will never be known. No. Okay. I, what percentage do you think you give them to that they're going to sign Otani? Yeah, I don't know. 20% maybe. I think there's a 100% chance chance they make him like a, a significant offer. 100%. Like okay. they're going to. I I'm almost would guarantee it unless they come out and they sign Yamamoto and Bellinger before that uh, or that do something sense. like that, you know, um, trade for Juan Soto. That <laughs> like, makes sense. If any of these things happen first, then maybe not. But I think, I don't think there's any way they're not going out and offering like at least $450 million to Watoni, if not more than that. You um, have to, you have to, I think everyone's like, it's a they can afford it. This the company that owns the Blue Jays is worth a lot of money. You, th- you think the Oakland Athletics reach out no. to Otani? Like I, I yeah. I don't I think every team should like just inquire. But I feel like if you're the athletics, like why bother? And I hate that for A's fans, but it is like yeah. Like, Why bother? They man? need to just like just sell the just sell the team. Like the team, like it, even the lowest ranked team in the league's probably still got to be worth a billion dollars. Like just sell them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but what do we think about speaking of the A's? The A's are moving. They're going to Vegas, baby. It's so interesting, man. Uh, I feel bad for A's fans for sure. I like I don't know anything about Oakland. I really don't. I know it's. I've heard bad things about that area. But does is Las Vegas the place? Is it a correct place to have a professional baseball team? I just feel like they're not going to be able to get am- like amazing loyal fans just because it's Vegas and like it's it's more of a tourist destination place. I feel like it depends Maybe if they're any for good a sports or not. Team, I think that's if you true. can make if they can be competitive when they move there. If you look at like I don't know how much you follow hockey or not, but the Golden Knights moved to Vegas and they made the Stanley Cup final like the sec- the next year, and they won that's last pretty, year. That's amazing. Like and I'm not been there like I'm not saying not there's many oh, years. Sorry, yeah. sorry, they haven't been yeah. there very many years, and they've like been good. So if you that's can awesome. be good, and I mean you're Vegas, I think you're going to draw a crowd like almost no matter what. Um, yeah, that's probably true. And I'm not saying there w- can't be loyal fans in Vegas. It just doesn't. Yeah, seem, loyal like, is how, I don't know. It's a, Maybe it's not the right term, I guess, because you're probably going to. 
I don't know. It's just it's interesting. There, I feel like there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. Plus, someone brought up like they're gonna have to play day games in the summer in Vegas when it gets to like 115 degrees or whatever. Like that mm. could be an issue. Let's build a dome. That makes sense. I, I you would assume it has to be like if you look at like like what like Chase Field or is anyone else who pays plays in the desert? <laughs> That's kind uh, of it. Arizona. I, so. I think it's Arizona or and, like uh, Texas, like both of all the, like if you look at uh, like in Arlington or in Houston, they're both like semi covered or fully covered. Like Texas is like yeah. fully indoors. Um, so I think yeah. you'd have to build something like that, but you can build something crazy if you're in Vegas. Yeah, you have to, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be fun. I, I would I mean, I would love to go to a game in Vegas one day. I've never been to Vegas, but it's another reason why I would go. Me so maybe you do get either. I have fans. also never been to Vegas. There's just too. Yeah, many. I lived it's in too. It's too much there. It's a huge state. I lived in Reno, Nevada, for three months, and I, once I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm just going to drive to Vegas one day," you know, just to just to go. And then I look at my maps, and it's eight hours away. And I was like, "Geez, far away? I would. I had no idea. Yeah, I live in Canada, so everything's far away from everything." That's true. That's true. And but, I did. I worked weekends, so I was like, "Do I really want to drive during the week?" To I don't know. I saw a some, long way. some TikTok about some guy in the UK, and he was talking about how um, somebody was. He was like, "Oh, this Americans think this." this one hour and 48 minutes isn't very far away from London. Like, and he showed like some Google maps trip of this. And I'm like, an hour and 48 minutes is nothing. <laughs> like it's nothing. In, if you live in North America, do you know how far apart everything is? <laughs> it's so <laughs> like, far, dude. It's so far. Oh my God. I took my first work assignment and I drove from, sh I had to drive four days to get there. Where are you from originally? I, I'm originally from West Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah, I was visiting my dad in Charlotte, North Carolina, and my assignment was in Reno, Nevada, and oh, I yeah, that's... took four days to drive. Before that, I had never been west of Tennessee, and uh, it, it was fun driving across the country the first time. Every time after that sucked. It's terrible. Driving sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. That's like yeah. the closest the closest MLB place to me is Seattle, and it's about a nine-hour drive. Me. dude that sucks i gotta drive nine hours tomorrow too like that's a Oof. terrible drive nine hours that's rough man yeah, like if you people... go to a game you gotta go to like three. Oh yeah i went to the full series against the jays in Good july stuff. so smart totally man with it met my cousin there he flew down and i drove there and then it was nice to like have a car there but also that's cool the, yeah the brutal thing was it ended up being the same weekend as back-to-back -back taylor swift concerts so oh, man. everything was just so expensive. Hotels, Airbnbs, everything so expensive. Parking was ridiculous. Um, it, was, Jeez. it was one of the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Because in Seattle, um, T-Mobile is right next to um, the football stadium, right across the street. So okay. that's where the that's where the concerts were. And then the two days, uh, the Saturday Sunday that the concerts were on. Uh, it was day games. So the games were letting out as like everybody was starting to go to the concert. And it was like this crazy, ridiculous mix of, so I don't know how much you know about the Jays series in Seattle, but it is like Canada floods down. It's 75% Jays fans at an away game. 
That's wild, man. That must it have been fun. It is wild, dude. It's so much fun. It's like it's the games almost sell out. So there's like 40,000 people there probably 25 to 30,000 Jays fans. So, and the Mariners fans get into it because you're just kind of going back and forth. And then obviously it was brutal because Teoscar Hernandez walked us off in the first game. Um, former yeah. Blue Jay. Blue Jay legend. Former Blue that's, Jay. That's um, rough. But it's just like Canadian fans in, uh, in blue leaving the stadium as all these like teenage girls in sparkles and pink are going to the football stadium. It was like the craziest mix of people I've ever seen. Uh, and then just That's so hilarious. many people. It's basically 100,000 people in a two-block radius. Right. Yikes. <laughs> Over 100,000 probably. Uh, I should send you one of the pictures that I was from that weekend. That I didn't take it, but it was just a picture of like, because there's this big street that kind of goes down where it's just walking and they have like um, – food vendors outside and then there's like sports team shops and whatever um just right outside the stadiums but it's just flooded with people yes i might it was was crazy it looks like the world they just won the world series or the super bowl or something but it's just blue (laughs) jays fans and swifties yeah (laughs) just all together uh yeah that's wild why does taylor swift like go to cities that we are around I don't know. So she can clear a billion dollars in a year, I guess. I would retire like so fast. My cousin and I looked just for like shits and giggles. We're like, how much is, if we wanted to go to a Taylor Swift concert, what's like, how much does it cost? And the cheapest ticket the day of was like 600 American dollars, I think. That's insane. I would never do that. I'm not like a big music guy anyway. I'm a podcast listener on the road nowadays. I listen to like the same 400 songs over and over and over again. <laughs> I, hey, like I love your stream years, playlist. Man. Your stream playlist is like full of, because we're like in a similar age range. It's not, you don't yeah. listen to a lot of like newer music, which I'm not, you nope. know, we're old people. Um, yeah, we're super old, man. I'm, you get a lot of like classic yeah. hip hop and stuff in there. And I'm like, I'm always jamming out to the music that you play in your stream. So good stuff, man. So if you guys oh, yeah, don't man. already follow, go to, you know, the show noob on, on Twitch. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Streams have been popping off. It's been fun. Appreciate you hanging out. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I think that wraps it up for today, unless there's anything else you got. I think that's about it for me off the top of my head. I feel like we covered a bunch and we just got to leave something for the next time. Oh, there's always more things to talk about, but probably by oh, next yeah. time, you know, Otani will be a Blue Jay. We'll just do a whole podcast about that. So yeah, Ma- Yamamoto will be a brave you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll just sign Shohei just to bring Yamamoto in, just to give him that extra incentive. The double, the dual package, yeah, yeah, you know? might be a duo package. That'd be wild for whatever team he lands <laughs> I wonder on. Wonder when, uh, how long it's going to be before Murakami and Roki Sasaki come over too? It's got to be in the next few years for both those guys. Did, didn't Roki get hurt recently? Did he? I don't know. All I feel I like I, all I saw was was highlights of him throwing 103 mile an hour heaters and striking he's out like be 20 insane, guys a game. Man. So he's still only he's he's like 20 years insane. old still. Like he's so young, 21 maybe. So he really I mean, is. Even Yamamoto's only 25, I think. That's that's wild. So. Roki's uh Roki threw a perfect game at 20 years old, striking out 19. Yeah, he struck out like 13 guys in a row one game or something. I saw. He's got some crazy stats for being a baby, pretty much. That is, and his that card is in MLB wild. the show was disappointing. Like it was good, but not good enough. I couldn't hit him, and I couldn't pitch pitch with him. The double whammy. Oh, 
the double whammy. I just felt like his fork ball didn't sink enough and it was like too fast no, still. So it, it's not nearly as effective as a John Donaldson fork ball. We all know nope, those are impossible to hit. And I will uh, never pitch with Randy Johnson ever again. I saw somebody tweet about, or I think it was Ochef tweeting about, if you use John Donaldson in this event, like something, something, something. And I was like, I definitely, my lineup yep. in the my pitching rotation is like, Randy Johnson, P5, John Donaldson, Roki. Yep. Uh, I'm like, whatever. I'm I just had trying John to get Donaldson wins. in there too. I'm trying to get yeah, people like, to quit. It's the event. I don't care. I'm not trying to play full three inning games. Yeah. And if somebody's going to quit yeah. after seeing my lineup, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't even have John Donaldson P1, or I think I might have just got him P1. So I need I need to pitch with him. Just because I haven't. Him. Do it. Yeah. I'm go gonna I'm go, gonna do it. Go go play some mini seasons. <laughs> oh my god. I'd rather I, I just finished the Mexico City series program, so I clearly hate myself. Why would you even bother doing that now? To get Aussie? So yeah, I'm still like fifty cars away, so that was clearly worth it. Uh, I, I hate myself to do so, so much. much BR to get all of the rewind packs over the next couple I, months. I hate BR, man. I hate <laughs> BR so much. It's so bad. Uh, brutal. Brutal. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast, too. We should just maybe yeah. we'll do like an MLB The Show review just for fun because like we played it a lot. I'd be but... down. Don't threaten me with a good time. Actually, <laughs> I probably need to sign up for therapy afterwards. <laughs> uh <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot to say about that game this year. Really but all right, everyone, we appreciate everybody listening yep. again. As always, you can find us. If you want to see our faces, go check us out on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, also we also talked us. a lot about, yeah, also talked a lot about the Jays. And if you like walk off home runs and reliving moments, go follow Tango over to his YouTube channel. YouTube.com backslash at Tango 85. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all for right, tuning everybody. in. Peace. Love Peace. You. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.